House flooded. Your your parents' house? My house. I they live with me, remember. I thought you still... Oh. Oh. That's right. Recession, bro. All three of them had to move in. You're such a kind soul. Yeah. I You couldn't... No. You couldn't do it. Murder-suicide. Like, yeah. It would happen. Yeah. Plus... Then what do I do with the other one? Fuck. Got a witness. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Double murder-suicide? Math doesn't work out. You yeah. never hear about a double murder-suicide. It's true. Do you? They always just murder, murder, and then... Like, somebody broke in. Well, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be off this weekend. I got to... Again? Well, I got to do something with the water. Ugh. Oh. Hey. Gee, this guy again. You guys... You gotta hey, help me. Hey, man, step back. We took. We had to call in a fucking steam cleaning team yeah. last time. Listen, I know you're not gonna believe this, but I was, I was the only witness to a double murder suicide. I don't. How, Did you hear our conversation? No, it just came in. How are oh. you? How are you sick still? You just getting that off your chest? I gotta get a lot of stuff off my chest. Do you think that guilt is maybe what's driving these physical manifestations of like I, stress and boils? And I can't even wear a shirt anymore because of the boils. I gotta get a you, lot off my chest. You see, you're just lucky because the boils covering your nipples. Oh, like there goes one. The, well, now your nipples exposed. Oh so God. now you gotta get out of here. Whew, that's oozing. That's oozing good. Yeah. Did you pierce you your don't. nipples? I, he pierced the boil and it popped, obviously. Uh, mm. You know, you could people would pay good money to pop that shit for you. They'd pay yeah, you. Like, TikTokers and shit out there. Yeah. You guys want to see me pierce another one? No. Here, Damn, here it goes. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, 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 stop. Let me film it. All right, yeah. Do if he's going to do it, like, let's get some traffic. Oh, that Dude. one's got an apple uh, egg now. Damn it. It's an apple egg. Went all over the Kit Kats. Shit. <laughs> Is it Kit Kats or Kit Kats? No. It's a Kit Kat. It's a Kit Kat, just a it's a K A T though, right? Yeah, but if he but yeah, that ooze spread across several Kit Kats. They're all mine now, they're all mine. You can't sell them like this. I do not care. He tried this the last time. And he You know how many airheads he he got away with? He comes in once a year. All right. What do you what do you want? Let's get him out of here. A feel good movie. Feel good movie of the year. Yeah, this guy needs a break. Obviously, I'm hurting. What's your What's your theater at home at home theater looking like right now? Ooh, there goes the big one on my back. <laughs> my God, it looks like you just let something out of a fucking diaper. Mm-hmm. What's my theater setup? Yeah, is it just disgustingly gross? Do you got a did you cover your couch in that plastic and stuff? Or I got a 13-inch black and white at home, dude. VCR hooked right up to it. We only have DVDs, sir. Come on. Come on. We can rent you a DVD player. Don't be like that. Just tape one for and me. Don't, and Go don't think about oozing and... all over a DVD player, all right? Go in the back and tape one for me. You okay. can do it. It's fine. Like you're 
are a disgusting mess. And you actually remind me of a of a movie that we just got in, which uh, we only have one copy, and I think we're going to give it to you because we'll probably never see it again after that. This week on Five Day Rentals, it's the Greasy Strangler. Welcome back, all you hooty tooty disco cuties, to the Five Day Rentals podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non genre category. This round's category is called Greasy, Grimy, and Slimy. And this week's pick is The Greasy Strangler from 2016. I will be taking us through this journey tonight. I am Laundry Dan, and I am here with my two disgusting co-hosts, Bones and Cron Howard. Gentlemen, how are we feeling this week? I'm not that disgusting. I mean, I shower regularly. We're supposed to get disgusting this week, like, you know. I burped on a woman's butt this week. Was it your wife's butt or? No. Is she okay with this? I don't even think the woman realized it, but. How did you burp? She was on it. All right. So So, at my gym. So non-consensual. Yeah. It wasn't on purpose. I I don't feel great about it, but I was like, what's the dirtiest thing I've done this week? That would be it. All right. So at my gym. You know, they've got multiple rows of cardio equipment and all of the stair steppers and like the, you know, the ladder thing. Does your gym have the ladder that you plug into? And so there's two stair steppers and the ladder, but they are right across from the lat pull down machine. Like about six feet from that, there's like a tower, you know, and there's like cable bars on each side of that. And then a lap pull down machine. I'm on the lap pull down for a considerable amount of time. I do my standard pull downs and then I do a super set of behind the back or behind the neck, nice and slow, lightweight, hit that inner. Aren't you getting some reverse grip in there? I do reverse grip on pull two. Oh, so okay. that's normally on Thursdays. Fucking this burn. is this is pull one. So he got I've, me. I knew I, he'd have a yeah, fucking I do my power deadlift, and then I do just a standard <laughs> wide, wider grip on, on these. Anyway, so I'm on these for about 15 minutes, but I am a very polite gym goer where I will I do a set, and I back out. So if somebody wants to hop in and work in, I'm also not that sweaty. So I stand there, but I leave my bottle. Um. Doing this particular superset, I'm starting to work up, work up a little bit of a heavy breathing. Guy comes up to me, and it's that awkward thing of I'm about to take a drink, and he asked me, hey, can I hop in real quick? So I got to kick my headphones out of the way, stop drinking, and that fort, I gulp a little bit of air, 
And then as I step back to let him in, I kind of turn my head just to like, oh, be polite and don't burp at this guy. But I happen to realize that there's a woman on the stair stepper. So I turn my head 90 degrees and I'm four inches from her ass when I burp. She's still turned on. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say now it's a kink for you. It's like a thing that you... you oh, I will seek this out. You yeah, just ordered sure. a stair stepper. Mm-hmm. It's coming next week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to invite all my wife's friends over. <laughs> should try out the stair stepper. Let me, I'm just going to stand here and drink a Diet Dr. Pepper real fast. <laughs> uh, do LaCroix. It's more healthy for you. Um, Karan, what's the most S- disgusting thing you did this week? You know, Dan, I'm trying to think. Uh, did you fart on somebody's face? No. Uh, Did you shit your pants? I think I left the dishes in the sink overnight one day. Let's not start this fucking... You and this fucking peanut butter again. Mm -hmm. I left all my peanut butter spoons in there, dude. (laughs) Dirty bastard. Mm -hmm. I got some shit on my hands from my son. That was was pretty disgusting. You know, it happens. It's the parents' curse, right? Yeah, and then the water backing up into the basement. That was kind of gross, too. I stepped in it in my bare That's foot. somehow gross. That's more gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got like on my bare feet. Your poop is cute. Yeah, I wouldn't he, say that. He, he's just eating paste anyway. It's not like... No, he does full-on puree or puree, whatever the fuck they call it. Per- he does a parade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he did... Apple, broccoli. Parade food is fucking gross. Fried Oreos and it's shit. It's greasy. That's street, like that's greasy like street hot food. dogs. Parade yeah. food is like a, a candy, candy necklace that they whip at you. <laughs> that's true. Fair point. Fair Some point. Or like a roll. That's not too yeah. disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Parade food <laughs> is Laffy Taffies that are fucking eight years off old. Asphalt before they uh, melt. Karan has a shitload of airheads that he can get rid of on the next parade. Every time I pull out, I have the box of our stickers and posters and shit. And every time I have to pull that out, I f- uncover that box of airheads that I've had one of. So You need to get to work, guys. The next person that wants a poster or a sticker and hits us up, I will s- drop a few airheads in there and maybe a copy of a surprise DVD that... Ooh. I have plenty of thank you, somebody. I just lovely. Think think yourself, dude. <laughs> I just I take all my airheads and I throw them at my neighbors as they're leaving for work in the morning, <laughs> like it is a parade. Does it make them feel good? It makes the, the first day. It was kind of like, oh, that's cute, and then the consecutive, you know, fifteen days that have come have really annoyed them. Right, it sounds like I need at the a... end of a cul-de-sac, though, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really you don't have a lot of pastor. You leg- you legit have just those two neighbors. Yeah, that's what I that's exactly what I tell them. I'm like, it's just you guys. Like, it sounds like I need to send you more, Cron. Looks like you're running out. I pegged a repairman the other day, and <laughs> you know, at least saves the neighbors one. What'd you get him with? Uh, cherry or mystery? Uh, blueberry. Got him with a blueberry. Shit, man, that's a good one. Speaking of which, yes, uh, tonight we are moving on to a new category. 
Uh, we just finished up software upgrade uh, parentheses Microsoft more like micro hard to kill in parentheses. Yeah, I got you it. Did it. You got I did it. it. Finally. So if you're interested in uh, Eve of Destruction, Class of 1999, or The Lawnmower Man, check out that fucking smooth ass category. Uh, special guests. The Horror Draft guys came on, Brantley and Nick. So, yeah, a lot of fun. Um, they'll never be back again because they hate us. We can't really. find them. Yeah, they're lost. They just left. MIA, dude. Mm-hmm. And we're talking Miami. Yeah, they might be in Miami. I don't know. They started walking in the direction of the sun, and that was that. Well, I, I'm sure Nick did say he his goal was to live out his days um, reenacting the Bad Boys franchise. Mm-hmm. With Brantley. So they might be in Miami. That's they cool. might be in Miami. It's true. Um, I see them more as like pain and gain guys. That's Miami too, though, right? Mm-hmm. You guys ever seen pain and gain? Yeah. Cry? No. No? No. Might show up on this show, maybe. Okay. Well, you better squeeze it in. We're getting close to 100 episodes, dude. Kron, you might as well add two zeros to the end of that 100, sir, because you're not done yet. Anyway, yes, we are moving. say otherwise, buddy. We are on the way out. Wish I could have added them to the beginning. Nah. (laughs) One episode now. But yeah, we are on to uh, greasy, grimy, and slimy. For this category i took greasy to start us off with the greasy strangler uh i believe bones will take grimy and i think cron is taking slimy but what what's coming next what you want me to announce the no i just movie right is now? slimy coming next oh yeah okay. it's gonna be a, right. a slimy good time so yeah we will get slimy pick at the end of this beautiful wonderful 10 star movie that we just covered um gentlemen i would love to hear your wife's reactions to the greasy strangler as you were watching it this week made sure she was out of the room dude she my wife also came into the living room and i said you need to leave i think it was on the third or fourth uh visit to the car wash (laughs) so like 20 minutes she's like no i'm gonna stay no, it was more of like, you need to leave. Don't look at this. And she was like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And she ran by. <laughs> she was watching, I want to say it's called like Now and Then. Like the it's rom-com? Some, or? some like chick movie. Yeah. It's about like four girls. Christina Ricci up. and all that. Yeah. And um, I think Tom Hanks' wife is in it. Demi Moore is like the narrator or whatever. Isn't a- She was watching it. Rosie O'Donnell in there. Rosie O'Donnell plays like the adult version of yeah. Christina Ricci. I think Devin Sawa's in it too. Oh, not a dream. Yeah. Uh, but as we, I kind of came in, I was sitting down drinking a beer, and I just immediately started like poking holes in the movie. I was like, "Why is she acting like that?" Like, they hate and she was like, that. "All the shit that you watch," and I was like, "And you talk shit." And she's like, "All right, truce." <laughs> so, I guess I. I've earned like no longer getting shit for the movies I watch because I, I pegged enough holes in now and then. <laughs> so we'll see. What about you, Dan? Did uh, 
Rach come in and the, the for the greasy like strangler. what you saw. Yeah, nah, she did not. Uh, I went downstairs and watched this one. She didn't like that giant mouse head. You didn't uh, gather the whole family around the TV for this for this viewing. Nope, not this time. <laughs> Did you? I hope the listener can tell from the vibe, like just the slow vibe of the last 10 minutes that uh, what the rest of this episode's going to be like. I don't. Now, this is a first time this watch is... for uh, both of you guys, right? Yeah, I think I'd watched like, oh, I do want to correct on our last record. I think I said that I thought that Eric Wareheim is in this movie and he is not. So no. I don't know how I conflated him to be in this. Maybe just the general style of comedy, but. I mean, this this thing really is like a combination of Tim and Eric, you know, a Hess movie, just like amplified as gross as possible. So mm-hmm. I think I read a uh, letterbox review that says this is what Napoleon Dynamite would have been if they weren't Mormons. I was like that one's pretty good. Yeah, I maybe we'll we'll talk about that. You guys want to? Why maybe those movies work? I just don't know how you get. I mean, I don't know if the guy self funded. I don't know how you don't self fund this movie. I don't know what producer is out there taking this pitch and being like, "I'll throw a couple mil at that." There. There are like 12 production companies attached to this. Mm-hmm. When I watched it, I was like, it t- like it just production card, production card, production card. So maybe they just convinced enough people to throw in 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's how they got it made. I think the initial is neon. So. Is this guy British though? So did they get any government funding? No, the government did not. Unfortunately, fund the Greasy Strangler, which would have been fucking amazing. Yeah, there would have been congressional <clears throat> hearings. Or part, what, I guess they, they have parliament. I don't. No. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful film about a beautiful relationship between a father oh, yeah, and a incredible. son. It's dude. the best movie we've ever covered. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I didn't right say that. I Loved every minute of it. Yeah, goodbye, that. Apocalypto. Mm-hmm. Make way for the greasy strangler. You never know. <laughs> Gentlemen, was it really that bad? It's just. Did you hate every second of it? I mean, we can get into it, but it's like this style of comedy, like, I like. Tim and Eric were onto something. Uh, I think you should leave is onto something. This style of comedy works in ten minute chunks. <laughs> I so am... when you when you push that to an hour and a half, it's just like, oh man, <laughs> it it just gets grating in a way. Let me ask you this: How many breaks did you take before you finished this movie? I think I did like a half and half. I watched the like first 45 minutes one night and, you know, finished it the next evening. Bones, did you finish this movie? 
I powered through both viewings. <laughs> I may have been doing other stuff on the second viewing. I think he kind of he kind of got it the first time. There's a lot of shit that stands out to you. Yeah, like, it's 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 not layered. This is a movie designed to melt your mind. Um, Turn off Pink Floyd's The Wall, dude. I got a fucking mind bender for you. I did discover this movie in 2016 when it came out. Um, Chad, our buddy Chad, I told him about it. I was like, you need to watch this fucking something you'll never forget. And so we would always talk about the Greasy Strangler all the fucking time. So when, of course, this podcast was uh, conceived, I always knew that this would be a movie that we eventually get to. I knew I'd be bringing it. Is this the most, um, whether it works or not in its attempt, but most comedy-driven movie that we've covered? Uh, Maybe we've covered Tremors. That's a pretty funny movie. Yeah, but I I think Tremors is a horror first, right? Yeah. I mean, this could be a horror movie. Like this? Yeah, but... I think like Tremors... uh, Demon Knight. Those are all. That, that's kind of like horror comedy. They, I mean, yeah, I feel like those skew comedy. Whereas this, it's like, is the end. I don't know. I can see that. Yeah. There's just some when you think about like, okay, the point of the show is to kind of watch a certain, find what the walls are, stick within that, and what you can pick and stretch, and really like my fun is like sitting here and riffing with you guys for half an hour. You know, like on this particular weird thing, like stretch what you can and then rush to get through the rest of the fucking thing. So when the, it's like, I don't just want to sit here and like quote the movie, like this is funny. And this, so it, it does make it kind of difficult. It's like, I wouldn't want to watch Schindler's list on this show. And then maybe I don't want to watch like laugh riot, dude, a comedy, you know? Yeah. Comedy. definitely do not work for this podcast. Yeah. But I think this has got enough to where I think it works. Okay. I was going to say, so you brought this because you thought it fails as a comedy? Um, it's, a, it's got a strangler in it. <laughs> a greasy strangler. I mean, do you, no, okay. Yeah, fulfills its promise. Do you think the guy's going for like pure comedy, though? I think Who made this piece. This is directed by Jim, Jim Hoskin. Hosking. Yeah. Hosking, I think. Um I think that's this time though, right? Weren't a lot of these like freakazoid weird ass flicks coming out? I mean, it feels a little bit like a student film or like a thing where if you know, if somebody watched it and they said I don't like it, uh, your response would be like, well, that's because you don't get it. <laughs> it's like, it kind of has that air to it in a way. Yeah. I don't see this as any thing you should be getting. Any, there's no, nothing to absorb from this. 
Well, it's weird. The movie feels both condescending and like it's uh like it's talking down to you, but also it's like, well, nothing is funny. Like nothing is a movie. <laughs> Every everything is a joke. Life is a movie. It's like, all right, cool. Like I get it. Everything is everything. I mean, there's some pretty great lines, though, in this movie, though. You gotta admit that. Right? I mean, so does fucking Strangeland. So does, like, Monster Dog. Like, that doesn't make a movie. It does seem like it's... It's fucking with you whenever it starts to have, like, a through line. Or it starts to kind of talk about, like... Oh, if if the mo- oh, it's a movie about father son relationships, and every time you start to get into that, they like twist it, and if you do that ten times, it's like okay, I get it. Like you're fucking with me because I'm saying like oh, you're supposed to. It's supposed to be about something. So it's kind of like Mad God. Whenever you had a little bit of like oh, here's a story, and I was like nope, we're going uh, this way. Mad God to me is is fucking epic in comparison to what this like this <laughs> is two jokes a funny line and how many times can we do it you know every time they had that establishing street street shot and you knew they were gonna walk by in the pink outfit it was like is this, what is this ten days later like how like I think it's it all is this is days. a Ramones record it's literally the same song just. Disco. Yes. This is a disservice to disco. I cannot wait for rate my letterbox, gentlemen. So let's do it. Let's do the Greasy Strangler from 2016, directed by Jim Hosking. We start off this strange journey with one of our main characters, Brendan. He wakes up Big Ronnie with a fresh cup of coffee. Big Ronnie, he questions this coffee and wants to know why there's not more grease in it. Uh, Brendan thinks that this would be gross, but Big Big Ronnie wishes the coffee was more greasy. Did this start Bulletproof Coffee? Mm -hmm. Didn't that start around this time too? Like I feel like... Our death wish or some shit? Yeah, bunch, it, this was a bunch of meatheads went to see this movie and they were mm-hmm. like, maybe I'll put grease in my coffee. Yeah, dude. Fucking does the body good. Yeah, dude. Would be a way to get my macros. That high fat body. will satiate you. Builds muscle. Uh, Big Ronnie tells uh, Braden that he probably thinks he's the greasy strangler. Uh, we pan into Big Ronnie's face here. He says, I am the greasy strangler. Uh, Dan, did you get uh, the actor who plays Big Ronnie, his name? Uh, it's Michael St. Michaels. Michael St. Michaels. <laughs> That's an incredible name. I believe it's, it. It's a beautiful name. Incredible I, head of hair. An incredible look. Well, I think incredible I, smile. I listened to part of, I cannot remember, I should have written it down, part yeah. of another podcast that was just talking about this movie. Um, 
And I think they said in the very beginning of it that this guy was a like John Travolta's hairdresser. Hairdresser, yeah. yeah. That is a fact. Which makes his story at the end kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Ties in there, huh? Uh, Brayden says bullshit artist on that information. And Big Ronnie agrees. Did you do a bullshit artist counter? Oh, I should have. Damn it. That's a good idea. No. <laughs> Fuck. It's got to be like 30, right? Th- yeah, it's, yeah, it's 30 or 40 conservatively. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe second to that would be, I mean, uh, Hootie Tootie Disco Cutie. <laughs> Is pretty close considering the two rants of it. I'm, Smoothie is up there. I'm shit scared, Janet. <laughs> shit scared gets about ten. Pussy ass daiquiri. Oh, that's yeah, my favorite. Creamy drinks. <laughs> Creamy drinks might have. That might have been the only thing that fucking finally broke me. Where I was like, that his fucking delivery is pretty funny on creamy, but. Well, I think, and I mean, there are like comedic elements to it, like just the amount of repetition of bullshit artists. It's like, it goes through that whole cycle of like, all right, I've heard it five times and now it's funny. Now I've heard it 22 times and it's not a joke anymore. And now I've heard it 39 times and it's funny again. It's like, it goes, mm-hmm. it repeats itself so much that it goes through like waves of like comedy not funny anymore yeah. funny again <laughs> i love it <laughs> all right so yeah uh brayden says bullshit <laughs> and ronnie agrees that he is in fact a bullshit artist and they both share a laugh uh this is where we get our title we join in on big ronnie and brayden here conducting a disco walking tour this is their jobs Big Ronnie is giving out some uh, information there about the Bee Gees when an argument breaks out about free drinks on the tour. Uh, the group joins in together and chants that they want free drinks, but Big Ronnie's not having that shit. And he says, you've been given false information. And if you're trying to rip me a new asshole, you're making a big mistake. Uh, he proceeds to pull his pants down and moon the group. And says, check my cheeks. They turn around and leave at this point. There is a lone lady here who sticks sticks around. Uh, Braden apologizes to her and says that his dad likes to shout, but he likes to smile. Uh, they flirt with each other and exchange names. Her name is Janet. <clears throat> She's our love interest in this creepy story here. Kron, is he who you thought Eric Wareheim was? The son? Yeah, I think just from maybe having seen, you know, like 10 minutes or, or less of this at some point several years ago. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he's like a a tall dude that yeah. is doing a weird comedy thing. I think I just put two and two together. He has a Steve Agee feel and delivery, if you're familiar with Steve Agee. He's in a lot of James Gunn stuff. He was just in Peacemaker. He's in Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, you'd know him if you saw him. Sarah Silverman show. Okay. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Big big comedy guy. Mm-hmm. Like literally a big guy. Does he do the like comedy with uh Christian Shaw? You might be thinking of Eugene 
Levy. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> How was that? How was that, Eugene Levy? It was good. Okay. I'm floating on air after last week's uh, Werner Herzog. Don't think I didn't continue to with perfect a, that. With mm. a hole in its pocket. No, that was too English. With a hole in the pocket. With a hole in the pocket. That's that's the hole in the pocket. With a hole in the pocket. Pocket. All right, we cut to some greasy ass hot dogs. They're cooking up. Uh, Eugene Merman. Merman. Mm -hmm. That name is familiar. Mm -hmm. I had a buddy. His daughter used to call me Merman Dan. She drew a picture of us as all mermaids. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, some greasy hot dogs. It's framed in my rec room. <laughs> I can get a copy of it. I'll take it. They're cooking up. Braden, he's doing this in his underwear, which is very dangerous. And while doing this, he informs Big Ronnie that he's going out on a date with Janet. <clears throat> it's Big, a good way to keep uh, grease stains off your shirt, dude. <sighs> just cook. It hurts, though. Just cooking your underwear. Get it that hurts. bacon sizzling. Whew. Uh, Big Ronnie does not like this news, and he starts in on how the hot dogs are not greasy enough. Big Ronnie also tells uh, Braden that the plan was for him to live there, but he had to cook extra greasy if he did. Uh, Big Ronnie says that Braden should just go live with his mom and Ricky Prickles. I guess that's his stepdad. Yeah. Is that a funny name, guys? Ricky Prickles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a funny name. This, this is one of those things where it. Okay, now, and this, the reason I brought up the comedy thing is this is where you get in that subjectivity of of questioning that. So Ricky Prickles, like as a concept, is funny, but you it, there's like a sweet spot of it, and I think they play this too much. Like this is one of those things that's like too much of a Hess type joke, like Napoleon Dynamite. Nacho Libre, like this would be an honest, funny joke if it didn't have all the nasty shit around it. Like if he just had a stepdad named Ricky Prickles, but then when he tells the story later on the date, like it, it kind of loses. I think it comes back around though at the end, how it leads back to him. Yeah. When you see him, it's supposed to be like ridiculous, but I don't know. Okay, yes, Dan. Ricky Prickles is a funny name. <laughs> Subjectively. Sub- if, objectively. If I if I get another yes. pet, that's going to be its name. Ricky Prickles? Yeah. Well, done. That's kind of long you can't for a do pet's that. name. Why yeah. not, dude? You got to have a quick dot name. Ricky. Yeah, what if you, what if you got to walk down the street yelling for your dog at one in the morning? Yeah. Ricky. Ricky's fine. Prickles. Prickles is fine. Ricky Prickles. No, too much. You're yeah, a fucking too, mad too person. Too long, dude. It, people bring their dogs to the grocery store. Why can't I have a dog named Ricky Prickles? I'm getting tired of it, dude. I'm tired of the. Yeah, fucking... Let's stop. Let's stop talking about Ricky Prickles. No, I'm tired of the fucking dogs in places. Oh, I fucking can't stand it. Don't more people have? allergies to dogs than people that need mental or emotional support animals oh, but dogs are cute look at it it's so cute it's cool it's little i can carry it 
I just feel, and I also feel bad for dogs. They're like, he's my diabetic dog. It's like, that's a, bro, that's a fucking, he didn't choose that job. I'm like, lady, if you pass out in a fire, that dog cannot pull you out of the house. I'm sorry. I just, I don't get why you need a dog at the Home Depot. Every Especially time I'm at the- those stores. What's up with that? Every time I'm at the Home Depot, it's like I have to get something because something broke. And I'm already I'm pissed off to even be walking in here. Yeah. I there's no there's not a chance that I would be like, oh, I think I'm gonna grab my dog and hang out at the Home Depot for 45 mm-hmm. minutes. And then tell there's people no, not to pet it. There's no scenario I, not a contractor, am at a home goods store <laughs> and on. not miserable. Mm-hmm. I am there because my wife wants to come look at something, or I'm there because something broke. And like mm-hmm. you said, Kron, I'm fucking gross. I'm miserable. I'm here for a $4 part. Yep. And I've already been here twice today, and yes. I got the wrong $4 <laughs> parts already. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. some dipshit kid gave me told me that was the wrong thing I needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went other the other day just to get filters, so it wasn't that bad. But yeah, there was somebody with their dog in there. Bro, you got to get, you just, uh, homedepot.com, just get your filters by the year, get that shit delivered. That's what I do. Set an alarm, change your filters out once a month. Life's great. Homedepot.com, not a sponsor. Tells me to change it. Dan, uh, do you remember the, Crown, you might, um, the, the local Catholic church of the town that we grew up in, uh, do you remember the priest, like the main priest there? I don't know the name of Older him. guy. He had like uh, a service animal. And when I worked at Lowe's, that guy came in once a week and that dog pissed and shit on every visit. God damn. Did he clean it up? No. He would he would like notify somebody like, oh, my dog had an accident. And it's like, oh, he's just playing like the old man priest card. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, priest. Yeah. If Pick Danny Duck is is listening, he will specifically know this guy because when we were in the fire service and had to go to like all of the memorials and shit, he would just like fumble through stuff. And I remember like Danny who grew up Catholic was like, this guy is fucking terrible. Like it is embarrassing. So, but I just disliked him because of the dog <laughs> leaving should've, shit everywhere. Should have just been like, hey, just wait here. We're going to go get you some stuff so you can yeah. clean that up. And like, why is a priest shopping at Home Depot? Like you're... It, like you live at the church. Like we don't have anything to fix yeah. a church. Like we People don't have, have already marble. Paid for it. Yeah, we don't have stained glass. We don't have like, the cur- the blood of Christ in stock. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite a giant. That's, that's more of a Menards thing, anyway. You idiot. One of my favorite jokes on The Simpsons was uh, Lovejoy was. They went to and he was checking out the Bible. She's like, you've been checking this out for 28 years or something. Yep. <laughs> I was like, that's a great joke. All right. Braden. It's a quality show. Says he wants to wants to stay. He doesn't want to leave and go to back to his mom and Ricky Prickles. Uh, later that night uh, at the hotel with a group of Guys that were on the disco walking tour from earlier, they're all around a vending machine uh, commenting on the stuck paprika ridge chips. 
Uh, we get a mind melting. How long can this possibly go on moment with one of the guys oh, saying Porto instead of potato? Then all of a sudden the greasy strangler comes in naked, covered up, covered in grease from head to toe, dong included. Uh, he runs the German. There's a German guy in there. He run his, runs his head through the vending machine and kills him. Punches in the face of another one of the guys. <laughs> All right, I lost my fucking spot. And then he strangles the other guy, <laughs> who, which just goes on for far too long as well. He tells a whole story of how he met a lady. He couldn't get it up. And then finally he's like, am I dead yet? Uh, we cut to the greasy strangler washing himself off in a car wash, naked as hell. He walks into the car wash, and this is where we meet Big Paul. Uh, he asks if that's Ronnie. Big Paul is blind. Uh, Big Ronnie goes, gets dressed, comes back and chats with Big Paul again. They agree that I, they... Who's that, Bones? I, I will say the use of Big in front of everybody, that's funny. Like, that carries through. That, I think, is honest. The The Indian guy unable to say potato... Porto. That that Porto. is it. It does not go on long enough for it to come back around to being funny. It's just aggravating. Mm. And I I'm wondering if the edit was if that's done because they didn't have a funny way of just introducing the strangler because it happens j- just like the way you said it. Like he just starts walking up towards them. So I will agree. How, this is the. This is the worst one of it. Yeah. How do you feel about the suit? Like the grease suit that they... <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> you guys want to know what it like is? A, it looks just like a suit, like an actual suit, though, that they someone created and, you know... It, and it makes sense, like, yeah, instead of trying to... Plus having to account for the fake huge dong, like... <laughs> mm-hmm. It, it uh, makes sense to just make that suit and put him... On like have him wear that every time. What were we gonna say? Oh, I mean, just that it's like, I don't know what whatever they made that out of. It looks like very consistent from strangling to strangling. So yeah. So there's some there's some pros in here, guys. Look at that. Well, I would I would imagine if you were just slathering yourself in grease, it would look different each time, but. It is clearly just like a bodysuit that someone has on. There it is. Um, yeah, it does look good. I like it. I will say, yes, Bones did bring up that uh, the Greasy Strangler does have his dong out a lot. So does uh, Big Ronnie as well. There is lots of nudity in this film. Uh, I have conducted my plot through here to be as vague as possible on that. I'm not going to give you all the greasy details. So if listeners, if you do want to see all that, check it out. It's streaming on Prime right now. So we're not going to go into huge details unless one of these two guys (laughs) brings it up. I mean, none of it is real, though. It's all, like, obviously fake wieners that they... Uh, I think there's a real a real human body part 
later on. <laughs> All right. They agree. Big Paul and Big Ronnie agree that they need to go disco dancing again together one more time. Big Riley explains that his son is a manic depressant and he needs meds and he still craps to bed every night. Uh, back at the house the next morning, Braden awakens Big Ronnie again. Big Ronnie explains he's afraid that uh, Braden's going to leave him because he's dating that girl <clears throat> and that he's going <laughs> to die of loneliness. He starts to cry, but he's faking it. He puts a pillow over his head. He tells uh, Braden that he has to tell him something really important. He leans in. Big Ronnie throws both of his legs up and bare ass farts into Braden's face. Classic. There was a part where I was watching this movie where it was like a shot on Big Ronnie's penis. And then the movie instantly cut over to a... Reese's Peanut Butter Cups advertisement because <laughs> I watched this on Amazon with commercials. Oh, the yeah, the freebie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was wondering just like, could you imagine if you were a rep from Reese's and you were like, let's check out where we're landing these days on. We're doing well in the pervert <laughs> sector. <laughs> you should have recorded it and sent it to him, dude. Lots of people are asking us to uh, inject the peanut butter cups with grease for some reason. (laughs) You had the peanut butter cup with potato chips in it? I don't think so. I just stick to the classic, dude. I mean, mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's like the double stuff Oreo. There is no, I can't go back to the regular peanut butter cup after having the big. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, this is is the new normal now. Everything else feels like a thin... Um. Yeah, man. You, you got to check out that one with the potato chips in it. Fucking blow your mind. I like the egg one, but I think the regular Reese's they got the they got the ratios right. <laughs> I thought you the, they the, meant they put egg in the Reese's. Well, like, that's how that's fuck? how I make it. Mm, that's just how a creamy I yolk. <laughs> I fry a quail's egg and throw it on top of a Reese's cup and <laughs> just take that to the dome, dude. Is there a difference between the regular cup and the egg? Or is it yeah, the, just the, the same egg thing? Has way more peanut butter though. It's all it's all a ratios game. I thought it there, was. It a, is. I it, thought it Kron's was just a right. shape. There's, there's something. Well, that shape informs that ratio, buddy. Mm-hmm. So that bite is is different. <sighs> I the egg has like triple the peanut butter content of a normal. They're <laughs> smaller. The egg is bigger, dude. The egg is like like that. Kron. It doesn't it, it doesn't have that ridge of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Which increases its overall ratio in comparison. Did anybody do the peanut butter peanut butter one? No, uh-uh. I didn't either. I'll just, I'm, I'm telling you, the regular cup, they knew what they were doing. <laughs> Doctor Reese or whoever <laughs> put that thing out. I think there. it was Kinsey. I think Kinsey came up with the peanut S- butter cup. The sex guy. Yeah, Alfred C. Kinsey. From Indiana. Um, we cut to greasy bacon being fried. Big Ronnie wants this to be the greasiest feast since the goose that Brendan made for Christmas. Or Brayden, sorry. Brayden serves him the bacon, and Big Ronnie likes it. We cut to another disco tour. Where... One of 14... 
Uh, maybe like five or six uh where it's just been completed and uh janet walks up and asks brayden where they're gonna go out for dinner uh big ronnie asks what he's having for dinner and brayden tells him that he's gonna have to just get a hot dog from the vendor uh don't bite into a real dog mocks brayden and janet big ronnie watches them walk away and he says that he could feast on that queen's ass all night. That's uh, directed at Janet. Uh, it's a hot dog movie, guys. Already on the list, buddy. All right. Seek out our hot dog and dead dog list on Letterboxd. I also have a supplemental hot dog list for movies that we have not or will not cover. So... Oh. Secret hot dog list, huh? Yeah, check Spider that Man out. Two, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I wish it was just Spider Man Two. <laughs> it's the only movie on the list. Can be. <laughs> Big Ronnie has revealed that he's into Janet with this comment. Uh, we see a naked Janet walking a dog, and then we cut to Braden and Janet on their date. Braden explains the situation with his mom leaving and shares some not-so-great news about Ricky Prickles. Uh, he's pretty much an asshole, and that he was sexually harassed by him as well. Janet says that she's not into guys with muscles. Uh, Braden says some girls like loyal hearts. That's a sweet comment. Take that, Bones. Uh, Janet mentions that everybody that she... Are, mentions that everybody on the disco tour that she was with was murdered. And then all Braden says is, so, 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 so. He doesn't really <laughs> acknowledge this. We cut to Big Ronnie. He's getting a hot dog. Uh, he starts arguing with the vendor that he wants more grease on the hot dog. But the vendor refuses and said that he could lose his job, that it's against regulations. Uh, Big Ronnie again states he's the greasy strangler. Big Ronnie. The mo- the money here. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just hand. It's just the, like a kid made they it. They are. Yes. This was a thing I wrote down too. Is. Okay. So the first time he gives it to the blind guy at the car wash. Big Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And I took that as like, oh, he's fucking him over. Mm-hmm. Then. And, and I know there's certain jokes you shouldn't address because then they lose the fun of it but he hands this guy three handmade dollars and the guy accepts it so the the movie has already established like this ridiculous world i think the keystone of like you like you have to throw your hands up at that point and go oh this movie just like it, it is telling you that none of this matters like in your like you were saying cron like the movie's point is like movies aren't real Movies are whatever they want to be. I feel like you could do a thesis statement just on the fake money in these two scenes, and that's mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, I I wrote it down because I kind of felt the same way. Like you see him give it to a blind guy. That is that's kind of a joke, right? Like yeah. I've ripped a guy off. <laughs> um, but then when they come back to it, it's like, well, now is the joke that people accept fake money or is the joke that that's what money looks like in this world. And it's like, 
when you when you can't differentiate when like everything in the movie itself is a joke it's like now things start losing meaning <laughs> like it just it doesn't matter and you know it's like well who yes. gives a shit it's it's all just stupid and silly and off the wall so and i think i'm heightened to this i, I don't think either of you saw the new thor movie nah i know you i know you both don't give a shit but like i've gone on about like i'm already so invested i just have to keep seeing this thing through um but a fault of that movie really is like it's it's almost it really is a comedy first before it's like a genuine like superhero movie so all of these moments of like seriousness are so flooded with humor that my problem my main problem with the movie is like if everything's a joke then nothing matters so why am i invested mm mm-hmm. Um, so to add on to your point, like when you get to this point, you're like, well, then I don't care. Like, I'm just watching it for this. So then later on when it tries to have some seriousness, you're like, well, fuck you. I know you don't like, why are you even doing that? Just stay funny. Big Ronnie kind of runs around this vendor, dunks his own hot dog in the grease and runs away. Uh, we cut back to Braden. He has brought Janet back to the house and shares with her that he wants to be a fantasy writer. Why he do goes, you think this, the guy who made this movie, it's like, I can tell that he thought, like, Big is really funny, Grease is funny, like, just, like, getting a snapshot of what what this guy identified as, like, this shit is hilarious, Is it's like the weirdest combination of things. Yeah, it is. It's the scene in Freddy Got Fingered in the beginning when he's laying on the bed, laughing mm-hmm. at his own comics. Yeah, like is well, that what this guy did with whoever wrote it with them? I'm assuming he had to write this with somebody else, right? Yeah. Well, and it it does okay. it does almost feel like a Andy Kaufman bit or something where it's like you and your buddy have been laughing about this shit for the last eight years, and it's like no one else has any context as to like. Yes. Why calling everyone big is funny, or why uh, Greece is hilarious? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no explanation, but it's it does seem like a thing where it's like we have collected, like me and my two buddies, we talk about Greece all the time, and it's like okay, cool, like I can see that from the film, but I yeah, don't. it's a 90, 90 minute inside joke. Mm-hmm. Somebody funded it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can work. Like, say what you will about the guy, but like his first run of movies, like Kevin Smith, he put a lot of inside stuff. Like Steve Dave or all these guys, like he referenced from like growing up in Jersey and shit. But he like built that world up and in, and you wanted to kind of get involved in it. Where this is like me and my friend think Grease is funny. So here's a 90 minute movie about Greece. And I I you have to respect like you can come along for the ride and if you get it you get it, but if you're not del- if you're not doing it well, then I don't care. I think the hot dog vendor might be the best performance in the movie, too. Like in terms of like the weirdos, like the quick little scenes that he gets, I I kind of enjoyed, especially on the second watch, like when he was counting out 
I thought it was, it was pretty good. All right, Braden, he's brought Janet back. He says he wants to be a fantasy writer. Uh, he goes into detail, uh, details about some of the work that he's uh, thinking up there. Uh, Janet tells Braden uh, he's a change of pace from Rico, who was all fingers. Uh, <laughs> this is a funny line. I mean, she exp- yeah, but I think you, the way you just delivered it, I think, is funnier, though. It's all fingers. Like your delivery of a lot of this is funnier than the movie's attempt at it. Uh, she exposes her breast to Brayden. And he tries to make a move, but she says that she did not give him permission to do that. We cut to Big Ronnie eating his hot dog. Uh, we cut to the vendor getting into his camper and taking a shit. He opens up the window and lo and behold, the greasy strangler appears and chokes him from behind till his eyeballs pop out. Uh, they pop out, and the greasy stranger, <laughs> the greasy strangler, cooks them up and enjoys them by candlelight. So he's kind of a cannibal as well. Uh, we get a quick cut back to the car wash, and another conversation. A, a greasy stranger is a sex move, right? Uh, what would? How does that work? It's like you sit on your hand and then your hand shove it asleep. up your own ass. <laughs> Cover it in grease and <laughs> let it do the exploring. I don't, I don't think I want to do the greasy stranger. stranger. <laughs> uh, we have another conversation with Big Paul here where Ronnie informs him that he is not the greasy strangler. Uh, we cut to Big Ronnie and Big Braden meeting Oinker. We're there to where they discuss that they're going to go to the horror house uh, and Big Ronnie wants to join in, but he, they tell him no, that they don't want him to come, but he says he's going to do it anyway. Uh, Braden, well, like I said, they are just going to blow over the fact that Oinker has a, <laughs> well, Oinker has a, it's one of the lesser weird things in this movie. So it's a oh, pig I, nose, but it's, it's it's a piece of construction paper almost looks like a pig's nose. Yeah, it looks it looks like a thing you would make in kindergarten class. Like you make a yeah. circle out of a piece of paper and put a piece of yarn through it and yeah. tie it around your face. And then you find out that later that he doesn't have a real nose underneath. He's got like the Vincent D'Orofnio, uh Coke nose from Salt, Salt and Sea. Sea. Anyway, where I was going. Second time this I was thinking about that. Like it's a movies great fucking movie, man. Movies love to do like the even like the Northman. Like does the no nose thing. Yeah. Like they love putting that shit in there. That could be a whole category. No nose. No nose. All right. Oinker and them discuss the horror house. Big Ronnie butts in, says he wants to go. They say they don't want him to go. I'm picking uh, another. I'm picking Tales from the Crypt, Bordello, Bordello of Blood. There you go. Uh, Big Ronnie threatens to tell. I wish I hadn't fucked up every word of that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ronnie threatens to tell Janet that Braden has never properly used his fingers on ladies in a very uh, more disgusting way in the movie. Um. Uh, <laughs> Very good shoes, Oinker. Ronnie 
Ronnie gives a compliment to Oinker. Uh, we cut to these three enjoying the movies with a whole bunch of greasy popcorn. You, that's what you wrote down, but what? skipped over Oinker's nose. Yeah, Oinker is Oinker. <laughs> His name says it all. Uh, Oinker steals grease from the hot dog vendor, and they they do some cooking for Big Ronnie back at the house with it. Uh, we cut to Big Braden Bra- uh, telling Big Ronnie that Janet is coming over to the house for dinner that night. We see Big Ronnie and Braden and Janet all having dinner with Big Ronnie, who's saying he's making his own olive oil up in his bedroom. Uh, we get a lovemaking scene between Big Braden and Janet there, where Braden just keeps asking way too many questions. And then we get some cuts of Big Ronnie making his olive oil naked up in his room. Uh, the next morning, Janet and Big Ronnie meet at breakfast at the breakfast table, where he seduces Janet with a grapefruit. Uh, Seems weird to make your own. Subdues or seduces? Subduser. Uh, seducer. <laughs> puts her puts her down. Puts it right over her mouth like a <laughs> napkin with was it chloroform? Mm-hmm. You guys don't eat your grapefruit with grease and chloroform. I'm not a grapefruit guy, man. That acid just doesn't, destroys me. Doesn't work with you. I would not have been able to diet in the 50s and 60s. <laughs> What's even the benefit? I'd rather eat two oranges than a grape. Grapefruit sucks, dude. Yeah, I'm not sure what the. I used to eat it as. Micronutrient of it is. My, like, what's the benefit? I don't know. My grandparents would always eat it and they would cut it in half and use the spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'd always just put a whole bunch of sugar on it because. Is it something with the, like the, the thickness of the inside? Like, is it more scoopable? Than a like an, an orange that comes out in kind of sections. Yeah, you can really get the whole thing in there. I remember that from, and then they would like squeeze it and drink the juice. Weirdos. They're dead now, both of them. Didn't help. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, how long they live, I mean. Could have been the grapefruits doing. Grandma also smoked like three packs a day. Like we would legit go in and repaint the kitchen because it was yellow instead of white. Takes a lot of grapefruit to offset all that nicotine and tar. <laughs> Why didn't you eventually just paint it yellow? I, like she, I Maybe she liked white. I don't know. <laughs> that is amazing when you like you move into a house and you don't think that the ceiling is that gross and then you put that first run with the roller and you're like oh my god yeah yeah you didn't think cigarettes would do that to everything I guess maybe the grapefruit counteracts cigarettes somehow Yeah, but I was saying if you're up to three packs a day, like a half a grapefruit's not. You're going to have to eat like 12 grapefruits. The grapefruit is just really for a little bit of taste in your mouth. Hey, if you're a smoker out there, you can do three packs. You just eat 12 grapefruits. Uh, yeah. 
Science. Official, official is it statement. Because it, yeah, is it because it's so tart, like it breaks through the deadening of the taste buds done it's by like, three packs of oh, cigarettes? That's what it's like to taste something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. All right, we cut to Janet peeing, and Big Ronnie admits <laughs> to a certain fetish here. Uh, Braden later asks if Janet is a bullshit artist, and if she likes not him. his Not his worst fetish. Oh, Ronnie's? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a weird one to get, to add to his other ones, but yeah. Relatively common compared to <laughs> some, other some of his other activities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to the Greasy Strangler breaking into Oinkers, or breaking through his front door, walks in, chokes him to death. Uh, I thought this was pretty funny the way he goes out. Uh, it's getting brighter and slightly darker. Uh, fuck me, this is amazing. Uh, the Greasy Strangler does take off his pig nose and gets a little taste there of, of the center. Uh, goes through the car wash again. That So those two, I think that joke is lessened because of the Indian guy's death, like the extended strangling first. So this one doesn't hit as hard. And then I think the finger through the nose is somehow the worst like that's the grossest thing in the movie to me yeah this is this is the yeah. part where i got to on first watch where i was like you know what i'm gonna turn this off and do something else for a little bit <laughs> uh we got to big Braden and big ronnie they're having a discussion about big ronnie wanting to spend some time with janet Big Braden doesn't like this idea, but Big Ronnie says that women like him. Uh, Big Braden asks why his mom why his mom left him. Then uh, it's because you pooped on her leg. Uh, Big Braden calls him a bullshit artist. Uh, Big Ronnie threatens to evict Braden. Big Braden agrees to let Big Ronnie take out Janet. I'm Big Ronnie, and I'm back. It's a uh, Good cheerful moment there. We cut to Big Ronnie all dolled up for his big date. Big Braden asks uh, where he's taking her. And Big Ronnie says to a nightclub with expensive $15 luxurious creamy pussy ass daiquiri drinks. It's liquid sex, motherfuckers. Don't be a smoothie. Uh... Big Braden cries out, or cries after they leave. Uh, we cut to a lame-ass club with some weird-ass dancing, and then a conversation with uh, Big Ronnie and Janet. He tells her all the wonderful stories about his adventures with Michael Jackson and uh, some Asian twins. Ladies. He say, does he, is this where he says he hit him so hard that his hair fell off? <laughs> yeah. They get into a fight. (laughs) Oh, that part was really funny. Uh, He tells her that he was 16 when he had uh, Big Braden and that he craps his bed all the time. They kiss. She says she's in love with Big Braden. Big Ronnie insists she uh, kisses juicy chili lips. Uh, Janet denied him. Uh, We cut to Big Ronnie's big spotlight dance as he's walking home. And gentlemen, we're taking a pee break.
Welcome back to the Five Day Rentals Podcast, everybody. Hopefully, you got a nice greasy beer and a nice greasy pee. Uh, glad that you're all back with us, you hooty tooty disco cuties. We are in the middle of the Greasy Strangler from 2016. Um, probably the most disgusting movie we've covered here on the Five Day Riddles podcast. Um, but hopefully we're going to get even worse as this category goes on. I hope. No? No? I don't, I don't think so. Can I guess what you picked, Kron? You can at the end of the episode. Okay. Honestly, I feel like we've already discussed it. <laughs> Fuck. Openly together, so all three of us. So we are covering the first Power Rangers film. Mm-hmm. Se- Secret of the Ooze, baby. Damn it. You're close. Mm-hmm. That's Team Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Oh, uh, Power of the Ooze. Ooze. Yeah, Ooze I, is the bad guy, the Ivan fucking Ooze. Freddy Krueger looking purple guy. Uh Power Rangers Ooze Advance. <laughs> All right, we cut to Janet telling Big Braden here nothing happened with Big Ronnie. Big Braden explains that uh Michael Jackson was just a lookalike and he recently shot himself in the face and the bullet folded in his head. Uh, the phone rings. This is somebody on the other line informing. <laughs> I wish they would have showed that. Informing uh, Big Braden here that Oinker is dead. Now I'm shit scared, Janet. Uh, we get a quick cut to Big Braden and Janet going into Oinker's house. They see him dead. Not sure why he's still there. Uh, they have some snacks. <laughs> Uh, Big Braden makes the bold decision that he's going to investigate the Greasy Strangler, expose him, then kill him. Uh, Janet believes this is dangerous. What uh, do you think happens to all your snacks after you die? That's a good question. Well, I mean, I've taken dead people out of their homes. I don't recall us first raiding the cupboards. You didn't get a little Should've. treat first? Well, he's, he's not going to use this. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, we might have fucked up. Couple, who's going to miss a couple granola bars, especially when they're dead? Yeah. Whole sleeve of fig dudes. I mean, <laughs> granola bars you can donate, you know? That shit, that shit don't go bad. Mm-hmm. You guys there might ever, be produce. There might be grapefruits, you know, that you need to... You guys ever thought about what the people are going to think of all your shit after you die, like when they're in there, like... What's all these fucking weird-ass movies? <laughs> no, because I don't care. I really don't care what anybody <laughs> will f- think when I die. What the fuck is the running man? I have anxiety about what people think about me now. I can't also think about <laughs> what they'll think about me yeah, it's when too, I'm gone. It, it's too much. Yeah, I'm just I'm like, dead, I shouldn't have to care anymore. <laughs> I'm just like, look at all these records. I was like, these kids are probably just going to sell them for like 10 bucks. <laughs> like a garage sale. It's like, this fuck. Dungeon room's got a weird swing in it. Yeah. Do you ever have like the existential, like, fuck, I'm going to die? Like, do you have that? Yeah, it's called life ever, insurance. Like, does it like, I know, but I mean, just like you're, 
in bed, you're going to sleep, and you'd be like, shit, I could die in a car wreck tomorrow. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll think like all the time. Like It's constant. Like I'll think if, if my foot, like, doesn't grip for a split second in the shower, I'll be like, I could have just smashed my head open, dude. Just oh. fucking bled out. Every time I do laundry and have to take the, like, carry the basket down the stairs into the basement, I'm like, this could be it. No. Like, I stopped wearing my house shoes. I was like, are these, these take away my grips. Good God. Yeah, she's going to have the fucking cherry sits in and it goes, mm, takes them down. I might have to, <laughs> yeah. Just like. That guy comes in, stall it. He's like, you're I don't know 38. <laughs> make them big enough for me. Yeah. I'm sure they do. There's, you did lift assist all the time. <laughs> That's what uh, we were at gymnastics yesterday for the daughter, and uh, there's another. Our Rachel's friend was there, and she's like, "Maybe I should be an EMT." And I'm like, "Terrible hours." And I was like, "Why would you?" I was like, "Call Call Bones. He used to do it. He'll tell I, you all yeah, about it." <laughs> I'll I'll give you a pro and con list for sure. Pro free snacks all the time at people's mm-hmm. houses. Free shit if they die. Dead person means full fridge. <laughs> Big Braden picks up some of the grease on the floor of Oinker's house and keeps it. Uh, we cut to Big Braden putting some of the grease that he found at Oinker's place onto a piece of toast and feeding it to Big Ronnie. Big Ronnie notices that this grease is different and questions it, uh, but he loves it, and then he runs away. Big Braden calls Janet and tells her that he thinks his dad might be the greasy strangler, and then they have some phone sex. Uh is the grease a product of the murder, or it just fell off the greasy strangler when he was killing Oinker? Yeah, but I don't know. If you've already it was, got yeah, it was, grease you like eating, why not just keep that at the house? I think Big Ronnie knew it was that grease. Yeah, you know what? But I think what Kron is getting to is like. So he's got a separate grease that he uses for murder that he dips himself in that we see later. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's this grease. Uh, spoiler so, alert. Yeah. Big Ronnie Sorry. is the greasy strangler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if were, the huge dong didn't give it away. <laughs> if you were just waiting on fucking pins and needles for the end of this episode <laughs> to figure out who done it. This is like Jack Reacher. Like it's a good who done it. Um, Big Braden doesn't, doesn't he I tell won't. you in the first two minutes of the movie I'm the greasy strangler? We don't know that he says that multiple times. I knew it was him. Yeah, I kind of figured too. Yeah. Uh, Big Braden tries to talk with Big Ronnie. I would fucking love to watch Jack Reacher beat the shit out of this fucking guy. I think the Grease Strangler could take him. Fuck no. Fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going. I'm betting Grease Strangler all day, every day. You're crazy, dude. I know. Reacher would rip his fucking dick off. You're a bullshit artist, dude. No way. He would just shoot him. He would just Mm -hmm. shoot him. 
He'd be too scared of the greasy strangler. I mean to beat you to death and drink your grease from a grapefruit. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, you love grease too? I don't know if guns exist in the greasy strangler Earth 616. You guys ever when thought? I was in Siberia, I would cover myself in, in the grease of the former greasy strangler. You guys ever thought about how hard it would be to strangle somebody if you were covered in grease? Yeah. Grease is a defense mechanism. It's so you can't be strangled or caught. Mm-hmm. You still couldn't if get anything, a grip. You just dunk your whole body, but you leave your hands out. Yeah. You keep your your grip. Yeah. If anything, like, you know, MMA, they say, like, you know, Rogan will go, like, that blood actually allowed him to sneak that or slip that elbow in under the chin, you know? So, really, like... So, blood is grease? So, choking. I mean, it'll have the same effect, you know, like, if you're in a rear naked choke, maybe, but a straight-on hand, like, inglorious bastards-type fucking strangle, I don't think you could do if you're all greasy. Guys, I forgot to tell you. I went to Springfield, Illinois this past weekend and I was on the interstate and I look over and on the back of a truck, there's a sticker. It wasn't a Punisher sticker. If it just said birds aren't real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've seen this too. Oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. And my wife's like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, Rachel, listen to this. I was like, people actually think that birds aren't real, that they're just, surveillance items for the government and she's like are you fucking serious i was like it's amazing (laughs) oh so but my understanding was the birds aren't real people are making a joke i thought it was like a flying spaghetti monster thing that's what i can't figure out because i've seen interviews with i've seen interviews with the guy who like runs that company and he doesn't seem like he's taking it very seriously (laughs) yeah you know there's a group though that's like all right well yeah they're yeah People went to Dallas thinking JFK Jr. was going to show back up. That was QAnon. Right. So if there's people that believe that shit, I can. there's some guy who thinks birds aren't real. But I think it's my understanding that the movement was a counter. I mean, if you if you take the Venn diagram of people who went to revive JFK and people who actually believe birds aren't real, you probably end up with something pretty close to a circle. So <laughs> you've got it's a Reese's peanut butter cup egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a circle is a 360. 360 degrees. Yep. Now if we go back Now the, that you got correct, Dan. If we go back to the UFC, don't you guys think they ruined that sporting event? The first one seemed so cool when it was like, hey, you got to fight three people tonight. The first one is 600 pounds. The, the second, second one, one is, is the a, greasy strangler. And the third is a Muay Thai black belt. So yeah. good luck. Can you promise? That was one of the reasons I like pride because it was a classic ring and you'd like you'd get a guy who knew jujitsu and then a fuck like Jose Canseco would fight. <laughs> you know, it was like that was great. Now it's everybody just realized, like, oh, you just need to know these three principles because that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The first, like, ten seems so cool. I was looking at them on Amazon, and I was like, I should get these DVDs <laughs> just to watch, like, 
do you want to see a five foot guy have to fight a <laughs> three eighty seven foot tall guy? Like I kind of do want to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sold. Sounds fun. All right, we cut to Big Ronnie and Big Paul. They start talking disco. Thinner together at Ronnie's place. They're sharing a meal and Braden's cooking. They announce that they're going to the disco and Big Braden won't come. Or he wants to come, but they say no. They have a long laugh. They leave. That really uh, made me sad. Yeah. That Paul didn't want Braden to come. He probably did, but he just probably didn't want to listen to Big Ronnie. Uh, Big Braden goes through Big Ronnie's room, finds a notebook with a whole bunch of explicitly sexual drawings in it. Uh, Big Braden calls Janet over. They have some sex. We cut to Janet leaving the house. Uh, Big Ronnie is stopped outside here, and he starts to flirt with her. And she falls for it, guys, and decides to go back in the house with Big Ronnie. We cut to Big Ronnie and Janet uh, doing the sex with some olive oil involved. Yeah, he pours oil all over. He likes it greasy. Uh, we cut to Big Ronnie telling Big Braden that he's officially dating Janet. Uh, they get into a bullshit artist argument. Is oil grease? I think those are separate things. Uh, they do refer to oil or grease as oil a few times in this movie, I noticed. I feel like oil is just like... Oil? Yeah, just like olive oil. But then grease is like the shit that collects in the pan after you've made bacon. Very simply, greases are usually oils with thickener added. At room temperature, greases are usually solid, while oils are usually liquid. All oils can be turned into greases, but not all greases come from oils. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. You heard it here, folks. Solid. So grease is just oil with a little bit of fat added to it. In my, yeah. In my bacon example. Mm-hmm. Big Ronnie does a dramatically long horseshit artist. Uh, Big Braden calls Big Ronnie the world's biggest bullshit artist. And Big Ronnie proceeds to name all types of animal shit. They get into it over Janet's heart and other parts. Big Ronnie threatens to evict Braden again. Uh, We cut to dinner with Janet. She's feeding Big Ronnie and Big Braden's pissed, but Big Ronnie loves the pasta. We cut to some... Greasy for folly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) We cut to some spicy love language between Janet and Big Ronnie. (laughs) What if I was to fart right now? Big Ronnie says that Janet may be his forever love. Uh, Calls her a hootie tootie disco cutie. We get another mind-bending... How long will this go on chant? <laughs> now, I did like this. I like this the best, I think, out of all the kind of chanted things because 
uh, they just cut over to that lady's face as she's screaming hootie tootie disco cutie, and it's pretty funny. She is pretty funny. And the way she's moving her body, mm-hmm. like the twist of her shoulders, she has, I mean, she's incredibly open with her body, but her the shape of her body is just inherently funny. Uh, and then Brayden's like in his room, like stomping, crying. trying to like. It's driving him out. crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brayden finally can't take anymore. He walks up to the room. Uh, Janet turns around and talks with her ass. Hootie tootie disco cutie. And that's the last straw for big Brayden who runs to the street and starts crying in it. <laughs> Uh, we cut to Big Braden in a fog of depression, putting in the work on his fantasy fiction. Uh, Big Braden meets Janet down in the kitchen, and he explains that Is he's- Is this the Rasta thing? <laughs> yeah, I think he so. does like a, He creates like a Rasta character. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like a Rasta detective or some shit? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where like, you know you're not supposed to laugh at it, but- it it kind of works. So yeah, I think I think there's an earlier scene too where he's drawing a comic that he calls a he I think he calls it Digi Troll and that made me laugh. Oh uh, yeah, he does explain to her that he's working on his novel and kind of goes into some detail about it. Uh, an urban cyber thriller called Revenge Incorporated. So, uh, if that exists, Bones will eventually pick that for this podcast. I like hey, Revenge. Do it for Revenge 4. Uh, Big Braden asks Janet if he misses her, and she says yes, and tells her that he loves her, but Big Ronnie can hear the conversation because he's standing over on the other wall, or door, or whatever, in the living room, I don't know. Uh, we cut to Janet going back up to Big Ronnie's room, but he's gone, and there's grease all over the floor. We cut to the greasy strangler, killing Big Paul. What an asshole. Cuts off his head and shoots some hoops. He misses. Uh, we cut to Big Braden calling a detective about his dad being the greasy strangler. We cut to Big Ronnie disguised, <laughs> disguised, disguised as Jody, the detective. With some long-ass yellow fingernails. Uh, Big Braden shows Jody the grease. He puts it on his face. They go downstairs and talk about the case. Jody tells him that there's no evidence for this case. Big Braden is going to expose his dad as a greasy strangler on his own, since his detective will not help him. Guys, the detective was Big Ronnie the whole time. Uh, Yeah. Wait, what? Dude. Wait, go back. Wait. It was Big Ronnie the whole he just put on fake fingernails and a blonde wig. I I think you should go back and start all your notes over again. All right. Uh Janet says she will help. This entire movie just changed for me, dude. <laughs> we cut to Big Braden's room. He's where where Janet and tells Braden that she loves him, and Big Braden asks her to marry her. Uh, Big Ronnie is under the bed naked. He freaks out and tells Big Braden he's evicted. Is big the word that you typed the most? Big Ronnie is probably in here a big amount of times. Over a hundred times. The the fact that you added those strokes in is impressive. Mm -hmm. 
I was hoping somebody would catch on that I kept with the big the whole time. Mm -hmm. Now, he could have just written Ronnie, and he's saying big the whole time. I'll send you the notes. It's fine. I I mean, I I will say there are a few that just say Ronnie. (laughs) Uh, Janet says that she can live with it at her place. Uh, Big Ronnie storms off. Big Braden tells the story of Big Ronnie's shit. Yeah, in the what's bed. her living situation? Why are they always fucking at their house? Like, what? She got a roommate? What's the. Probably. I mean. She on the street? Janet says she that if he's. have enough uh, fake money to cover rent, so. Just move into Oinker's house. Mm-hmm. Fucking full of snacks and shit. And no, nobody seemed to stop them from going in there. It wasn't, was there police tape on the door? I, I don't, don't think, think there so. was. No. Uh, Janet says that if if Big if Ronnie is really the greasy, uh, defunded the police in the world of <laughs> fucking greasy strangler. Up yours, woke liberals. You woke liberals. We'll see who cancels who. If you really want to nail a Canadian, I think you got to study Jordan Peterson. Man, his fucking accents. The shit he says is deplorable, but how he says it is hysterical. <laughs> There is uh okay, so we're in primary season right now. Oh yeah. And uh uh have you have you been seeing the Vicky is it Vicky Hartzler ads? I've been quietly turning them down every time they come on. Cron, <laughs> you're avoiding this, but she's got an ad where she's like, I coach female sports, blah blah blah. Yeah. Well you and, you know and I woke don't. liberals are trying to ruin female sports. You know I don't see the Missouri ads, though, right? Yeah, that's why I said you were missing it, right? Oh, I, I, thought, you, I thought you said you're setting this one out. Like, I'm choosing not to. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm not going to. I wish pick, you could be aside. suffering like we're suffering. Oh, I mean, I can only imagine that what's going on in fucking Tennessee if oh, they're yeah. Yeah. having it. But they're literally like the top two people running ads are like, uh, I'll go to the wall and shoot a Mexican if I want. And then there's a whole other ad campaign that's like, these two snowflake liberals are too con- or too liberal for Congress. Like, there's a whole ad that's just like, these people are too liberal. And it's like, yeah. the guy who's talking about shooting people at the wall? Like, all right. I mean. And I love when they get attacked even from further right. Like, when mm-hmm. they're they're like, she voted against Trump. X amount of times, like, she's not a real Christian conservative. She's wrong for Trump. She's wrong for America. It's like, mm-hmm. Whoa. See, one today, it was like, he's anti-gay marriage. He's, like, I was like, God damn. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And now you got, people. what, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene basically saying, like, I'm a Christian nationalist. Like, <sighs> fuck the Constitution. Let's start. Implementing the Bible. Go ahead. I would love to start just yeah. stoning her. <laughs> and she's a woman, so shut the fuck up. I don't have to listen to you. <laughs> Is that what you want, ladies? Yeah. Kron, <laughs> did you see the uh, the video of our of Dan and I's state senator or U.S. senator <laughs> running from the fucking insurrectionist? From the insert. Josh Hawley, like well, the I clip s- of him running away. I saw a guy in St. Louis who like 
that dude who uh didn't he like pull out a uh m16 when people were like marching outside of his house oh yeah dude that's like three blocks from here like it, that that it was like a lawyer him and his wife during the blm protest like went out onto their yard he's carrying like an assault rifle and mm-hmm. she's got a uh a pistol kind of <laughs> it's an it's an incredible image yeah yeah just so, kind of oh. <laughs> I do think I saw the clip you're talking about, though. Just like the little clip of him running real quick through the... Yeah. 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 And you juxtapose that with him, like, giving the the fist in solidarity to them on the way in. Rachel yeah. was telling me that he doesn't even have a residence in Missouri. That he just claims his sister's residence in Ozark, Missouri. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, nah, brah. You're out. <laughs> Well, that's like uh, fucking uh, Dr. Oz, his New Jersey to Pennsylvania shit. You want to see somebody who is like doing the shit right, like look up what John Fetterman's doing in Pennsylvania. That shit is hysterical. Damn, it's just terrible. (laughs) I can't stand it. Rachel gets so mad at me. I was like, we can't watch, like, turn it to Food Network or something, because I can't do this. Yeah, mm-hmm. network stuff is just yeah. miserable. I was yeah. like, I want to see the weather, and I want to watch Jeopardy, like, but I can't. <laughs> like, I got to record so I can f- flip through it. That's what we do. We just fast forward through all that shit. I can watch an episode of Jeopardy in, like, 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I see it in the morning just because that's that's the one time I turn on the news to be like, I wonder what the weather is going to be like. And then you do. And I'm like, I got a phone. What am I doing? Well, but if you watch it for five minutes, you do get an ad of somebody being like. These woke liberals. I'd kill someone trying to kill a baby. It's like, okay, whatever. Jesus Christ, dude. It's (laughs) fucking 7 a.m. I haven't even had coffee yet. Can you fucking not do this? It shouldn't be allowed, dude. Like, mm-hmm. it really shouldn't. Uh, but they're making they are making so much money right now. They're just like, yeah, fucking throw it up there. We don't care. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Janet <laughs> says that if Big Ronnie is really the greasy strangler, they're gonna have to kill him. Just then, the greasy strainer bursts in the door and knocks Braden, Big Braden out with a slap and takes Janet. Big Braden gets back up to his feet and finds the grease that Big Ronnie uses whenever he's becomes the greasy strangler. What? Uh, Big Braden greases up and runs out to find Big Ronnie. He goes to the movie theater and finds Big Ronnie there choking Janet. And surprise, Brayton starts choking Big Janet, or Big Janet, Janet, <laughs> till her eyes pop out Why of her not? head. I mean, sure. Uh, we cut. big. We cut to Big Ronnie and Big Brayden enjoying Janet's eyeballs. Uh, they go through the car wash to clean up together. Uh, we cut to these two walking and chatting about their relationship. Uh, they sat by the ocean, and Big Ronnie tells Big Braden that John Travolta's the John Travolta yacht story when he was a baby. Uh, Big Ronnie tells the story of John and Ron's disco jungle that they were going to start, and how it never came to be down in New Orleans. Uh, Big Ronnie says he's glad that 
Big Braden lives Hasn't with them. John Travolta have been through enough that he's got to have his like his name you think, drug through name the mud, run through the grease of you, this. You think they tried thing. though? You'd know that they were like, "Hey, do we know we, somebody that can get in touch with Travolta?" We got your old hairdresser. <laughs> Better come do the movie. I mean, at this point, the shit that he's making, why not? You think he'll have like a, like a fourth comeback? I mean, we did mention an actor today that is connected to John Travolta, and that movie might show up on this podcast. Michael St. Michael's? We're talking about it right now, Dan. Okay. Um, Big Braden Liz, he's glad that Big Braden lives with him. Big Ronnie is. And then they insult Janet and call her gross. Uh, they decide to kill Ricky Prickles, which is kind of funny. Let's go kill Ricky Prickles. Uh, we cut to Big Ronnie and Big Braden chasing Ricky Prickles through the woods, and they kill him. Uh, they come up on Big Ronnie and Big Braden, who are with a shooting squad. They're tied up to some stakes. Um, their heads explode, and a whole what bunch is this? of... A whole bunch of grease and confetti come out. What? It's the end of the movie, dude. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. It's yeah, but... the death of their regular lives, and they're going to live the lives of the Greasy Stranglers for now. That's why we get them running up, and they come up with the spears. And that's the end of the movie. End credits. So now's when the movie decides to throw in some symbolism. Some, like... There you go. Okay. 2016, the Greasy Strangler. Gentlemen, you made it. You made it through. Does your head hurt? Yeah, but I think for other reasons. (laughs) Independent of this fucking thing. All right. It's just like this and the political ads. It's all getting me down. Yeah, this has been our most like (laughs) episode. I'm going to have to crank up the, it's the a, volume and the mix of this. Which is a weird, because this is one of the wildest movies we've covered. But like I said, I my, my plot description does not do it justice. Please, listeners, go watch The Greasy Strangler if you really want to experience yeah. the whole thing. Look at uh, extremes of the human body. <laughs> yeah. Like when I said that she talks with her butt, you really see that. Um, do we want some research? Oh, hit me with those details, Dan. Upon uh, further research, gentlemen, this was released October 7th of 2016. It grossed well over 67K. How much did it cost? I didn't say. I couldn't find it. Um, according to the special, uh, released DVD with the commentary or Blu-ray, the house that was used was a terrible piece of shit that had black mold all over it. And it, apparently it smelled terrible. Uh, big Ronnie's member and the, whenever he's under the sheets was actually a broken pool cue that they used for that. Uh, Elabar is the last name of 
Big Braden. He gained 15 pounds for this role. All, <laughs> all the disco information that Big what Ronnie dedication. <laughs> all the, the disco information that Big Ronnie gives out is all bullshit. <laughs> like none of that really happened with those disco artists. Oh, say it isn't so, Dave. Shocker. <laughs> The original cut was two hours and ten minutes. Jesus. (laughs) When Janet does talk with her ass and say hootie tootie disco cutie, that is a double that was used. That was not her. (laughs) That's where she drew the line. Michael St. Michael's. Here's your your loaf of bread and your bag of methamphetamine. Thanks for being in the film. Somebody made a good thousand dollars that day. Um, Yeah, John Travolta, Michael St. Michael's did used to be his hairstylist at one point. Uh, Tapioca pudding is what was used on the grease suit for the greasy strangler suits. Uh, Ben Wheatley. He directed High Rise, A Field in England, Kill List, uh, Free Fire, and Elijah Wood, the actor, both produced on this film here. And that's it. That's all I got. Final thoughts, gentlemen? Hmm. It's a confusing movie, Dan. It's free on Amazon. (laughs) With ads. Let's just do it, man. I like that your your final thought is a statement of fact. (laughs) I'm an objective individual, Kron. (laughs) Let's rip this Band-Aid off so we can talk openly, all right? All right. Let's do it. Rate my box. Kron, you want to lead us off? Sure. Why not? Dan, I'm going to give you a three- uh, bones. I'm gonna give you a one. Dan a three. Kron a two. Uh, all right. I got Kron at a. I got Kron at a two. I got Bones at a one. Uh, Dan, real quick, do you have the average letterbox score? Oh, at the time of our review, gentlemen, for the Greasy Strangler from 2016, the letterboxed user rating is sitting at a 3.1. Incredible. Uh, all right, guys, I'm going to go, uh, go first and give you my true score, which, um... I don't know. I think I'd be at a two on this at the end of the day. Like, I think I get it. You know, I think I get what the message is. The message is like, there's no such thing as art or movies or comedy or <laughs> like nothing matters. Um, everything in life is a joke. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like I said at the beginning. Um, I do think there are people doing the same kind of comedy in a format that is much more enjoyable to me. Like, and I think watching this movie kind of proves like how hard it is to ride that line of this style of comedy. Um, I don't think this is the best execution of it. Like 
putting this into an hour and a half long movie like doesn't really work. I mean, Tim and Eric tried to do an hour and a half long movie as well that kind of bombed. So mm-hmm. it's just it's hard to translate this style into a feature length film. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's funny stuff in here. There's funny deliveries. There's strange premises, but um. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it does feel like an inside joke that I'm not inside enough to know. So, um, yeah, I think it's a two. I think two is, you know, fair. I can't imagine just, like, rushing out to watch this again. I do see some, you know, artistic merit in this, but it just, I don't know, doesn't land with me. So, there you go. Cron, I'll echo a lot of what you said. Um, my biggest frustration with this movie is that there's several points where they had the opportunity to make a choice, and I feel like they made the wrong choice every time. Um, if at a certain point in this movie it really came, it was more about like they they did more into the hunt and discovery of his father being the greasy strangler. And that became the movie that would be great. And then they instantly drop it. And then like, there's just, at so many points they start the process of actually telling a story and giving you like what this could be about. And then they fuck it up with a joke that bombs and then their way of resetting is just like, all right, cut to the next day, and they walk by together. You know, it it it. Maybe there's something to the fact that there was a f- giant, what two and a half hour cut, and maybe there's something there. I'm not saying I would ever want to sit through that, but yeah, there's a few chuckles in here. But for every chuckle, there's a oh my god, what the hell. Um, I really tried on the second watch to see like maybe it'll break through and I'll see something, but I am a one fellas. I think, I think this movie deserves a firm slap on the wrist. (laughs) It takes a big swing, but if you miss, you miss. I mean, clearly this like some success though, right? I mean, this guy has gone on to make more movies since this. So clearly somebody liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's setting at a 3.1, guys. Which comes down to me. Guys, I think this movie's hilarious. So many quotable lines. Just the... The actors... Are perfect. Perfect. Every single one of them is is great. Um, Michael St. Michael should... Michaels should be in more shit, I think. But that's just me. Um, I don't know, man. I watched this in 2016 on like a whim. I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I was like, oh my God. Like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But it's fucking, it made me laugh. Um, Me and Chad constantly joke that the Greasy Strangler is a five-star movie. But it's not. I think after this viewing, I think I'm at a 3.5, gentlemen, for the Greasy Strangler. 
I just like it. I love it. I mean, it's so rude and crude and just like, what the fuck? This works for me, I guess. I don't, there's nothing that I'm like pulling out of it that like, well, you don't, you don't get it. Like, nah, it's either you think it's funny or you don't, I I guess. I'm not going to be one of those fancy movie guys. It's like, well, it really breaks down the father and son relationship in the end. I mean, because if you look at it, they treat Janet like a fucking, she's got a terrible roll through the movie between Ronnie and Brayden. They do not treat her with respect. So, I don't know. Just, just funny to me. All right. Can I, oh. can I, sorry, before that, can I counter or not counter, but add to your thing? Yeah. Um, I will say uh, Michael St. Michael is better than what the movie has him do. I really do think he, his, his energy is great and his delivery is really good. I just think it's a bummer on some of the stuff. And we didn't really talk about the treatment of Janet, but there's also this balance of her just also being shitty. Yeah. It's like she she doesn't pass any of those like like every time she's given a uh thing of like, oh I think I love him, and then the next scene immediately she's like, Now I'm fucking him. And like so it's so I, to me that is enough to like knock at a point and I don't know, I don't know why I'm arguing this. I just wanted to build on that because we sort of blew over the, the character of Janet throughout the movie because like you said it, she's, she's really just there yeah and it's such a bummer because of, I I didn't of what like, they make her do like yeah. having her be naked 80% of the time she's on screen and then how you treat it's it makes you feel gross beyond the point of it being funny you know there's something about like seeing dicks where it's like all right the initial it's funny and then it just gets to being like this is annoying and then it comes back to being funny. But every scenario she's in, it's like, this isn't funny. This is just gross and mean. So the the treatment's off. That's why so. I wonder about the two-hour one, if it had more of her and a, a better ending on her end. Because it kind of yeah. just like, all right. You could get to what they did at the ending without that with Janet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They'd be like, oh, you're you're cool because you loved us both. Like, go on, be happier, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're gonna go kill Ricky Prickles. Uh, I, right. I mean, we did talk about it briefly, but um, you know, Dan Dan let us know at this time last year we were watching uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation. I don't know what it is about the end of July, but we seem to, you know identify the line in the sand and then push past it in, in this month. So, uh, all right. The greasy strangler would have an average score from the three of us of 2.17. Uh, it would land at number 54 on the big list. It's going to be right below deep rising at 53 and right above nemesis at 55. <laughs> Sandwiched by a couple bones picks. <laughs> Solid family films. 
Cron, uh, Dan's bullshit point five edition there at the end. Uh, it was allowed a- him to win. Rate my letterbox. He got a two today, and you and I a one point five. All right, guys. At the end of this round, let's punch that in. Uh, I would be in the lead right now with a 9.5. Bones and Dan are currently tied for second place with a 7.5. Jesus. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's... Don't call it a comeback. That's a good, solid lead there, dude. Two points. I mean, this early. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens. Okay. You're going down, bro. <sighs> I'll probably lose it. I'll, I'll bomb it. Hey, that was more fun than I thought it would be. Were you really not looking forward? I just didn't know how, like, what. It's It's tough the way that we have set this up where. You got to kind of keep stuff a little close, you know, for the sake of the game. And there's that weird, like, it's like, well, you know what? I'm just going to risk losing right my letterbox and just come out at the gate just fucking swinging against this thing. But I was I was trying to be open-minded. I was like, I wonder if, like, we sit here and we talk about it. It'll work will, itself out. Will it ingrain? I'd be like, yeah, the way he says creamy is funny enough to add a point five or maybe you guys pointed something out like you pointing out the the firing squad thing i'm like okay you saying that but at the time when i was watching i was like i don't know what the fuck this is there's there hasn't been anything early on to set that up you know and it could be the edit maybe maybe there's some dude out there who did a 30 minute youtube video on the genius of the greasy strangler that i need to watch there's not and it'd it'd be like fucking (laughs) Denny's enemy where I was like I don't know what this fucking movie is about and then I watched four hours of YouTube clips and I was like this is a fucking genius piece of art about the male psyche you know so maybe I'm wrong but I mean I do wonder if this was you know broken up into nine ten minute long episodes that aired on Adult Swim at 1am like nine weeks in a row if it yeah you know if that would help because then you just have these little chunks of it you know i don't know like i i really do think this kind of comedy is is so hard to do an hour and a half of you know yeah when was tim and eric like the was well billion dollar was that was there not even the movie just the show when it was when everybody was like oh shit this is the shit Tim goes to the mayor was prom around two thousand. Tom, right? Goes, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like oh, sorry. Tim, yeah, Tom goes to the mayor, and then maybe Tim like and Eric awesome show is like two thousand four. Yeah. So this was really a lot after. When was um? I was getting what's his name Quentin, some fucking oh. like rubber. Qu- yeah, Quentin uh, Dupont. Yeah, Dupont. Yeah, like, like I, I, I was yeah. like. A little bit into this, I thought that, but really the things that kept jumping out at me were like, were it was like Hess movies, you know, mm-hmm. like I Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho Libre, which I think are are just perfectly executed in that tone mm-hmm. because they have a story and then they pepper in that weird stuff. This is all that peppered shit 
and then trying to like find connective tissue. So I really like rubber. Like I think that was a funny movie. Um, but I do think that has like a much more fleshed out story. Yeah. And also I think that lets you, lets the audience in on the joke a lot more than this movie does. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, you're in this with me rather than like, I think Greece is funny, and if you don't understand that, then piss right off, like, you know. <laughs> I mean, there has to, I don't know. We need to get Mr. Uh, Jim Hosking on there. All right, folks. That was the Greasy Strangler from 2016, directed by Jim Hosking. Um, that was the first pick here in the category of greasy grimy and slimy i'm gonna hand over the throne here to cron howard he's going to deliver our next pick for slimy but we're gonna take a uh, a nice shower first because i think we need it so yeah from dan laundry dan here i'm just gonna say uh bullshit artist go fucking iceberg Crash and burn. everybody to the five day rentals podcast i hope you were able to wash some of the greasy sins of your life away after listening to this episode of the podcast um this is dan's category this is greasy grimy and slimy uh dan did insist to both bones and i hey you don't have to pick a grimy movie you don't have to pick a slimy movie you just gotta pick a weird gross creepy movie uh, you know, when Dan originally told us that we were going to be watching Greasy, Grimy, Slimy, I gotta say, I had a movie that jumped into my mind instantly. But Dan announced it, and he said, maybe something like The Blop, which I gotta tell you, is exactly the movie I thought of. I thought of The Blob remake from the 80s, but Dan mentioned it. And then at the time of the announcement, Brantley told us a story about the blob. And then I was listening to the most recent uh, Best Little Horror House. And at the end, they mentioned the blob. And I thought, you know what? Everybody just loves the blob. It's a universally accepted good movie. I don't know if that's the best pick for this. And then I thought, there is a pretty slimy movie that I love that not very many people love. And then Bones, out of nowhere, just took that pick and said, hey, is this the movie you're picking? Um, But I don't know. I love this movie a lot more than a lot of people. So guys, we're going to be watching from the year 1993, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. This is directed by Adam Marcus. 
currently available on HBO. If you guys want, I can let you borrow my copy of the unrated director's cut. Should we? It's got some good some good additional gore in it. Are there any story changes or anything that would change us? No. no. Story is almost I mean, it's not a ton of additional footage. So, so it's still the butt worm? Yeah, it's still a gross, okay. slimy butt worm that comes okay. in it now, invades. Is is there more slime than just the butt worm? You get some additional gore, so I guess if you consider that to be slimy, then yes, yeah. you would have some right. some additional slime. Uh, this is the slimiest Friday the 13th movie, um, hands down. I think what makes this movie interesting is that I do believe in the last few years there has been this reanalysis of... Halloween 3. And I think people are saying, like, that's actually an underrated gem in the series, even though it doesn't include Michael Myers. And I feel like you can bring this movie up to those same people and they'll be like, fuck that piece of shit movie that doesn't even have Jason in it. That movie is garbage that sucks ass. I just don't get the, <laughs> the hatred for this film. Uh, it is a weird installment in the series for sure, but I don't know, man. This movie is fun. I don't think either of you have seen it in a while. I think it's time for a rewatch. Yeah, it's been it's been some years, that's for sure. I I want to say I've watched it within the last three or four years. Well, it, unless you watched it last week, you're due for a rewatch, my friend. <laughs> Hey man! Well, hell yeah, Kron. It's the name of the game. It's what Friday we do. Part nine. So that's what it is. We're gonna be watching Jason Goes to Hell. It's gonna be the slimy selection in this series. Um, we'll be doing that next week, I guess. Until then, Cyber Christ lives. Crash and burn. Can't be a stud if you don't eat your grub. Michael Douglas uh, join the discord it's really fun uh, I give you all sorts of tips on how to pussy lick the ladies <laughs> <laughs>